Now we have on the line Heather Ware. She's the communications manager at Two Oceans Aquarium. Heather, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you so much. Heather, now why do they say that there probably won't be enough breeding pairs left for the African penguin to survive in the wild by 2035? Yeah, so I mean that's a very complex question, but really in short, um, what we have at the moment is that African penguins are an endemic to Southern Africa, South Africa, and Namibia. And what that means is that they are only found in this part of the world. And so that's already a challenge that we have, that you can't find them anywhere else in the world. Then the other challenge we have is that the African penguins are facing some major threats in their environment uh, in South Africa and Namibia. And so what this means is that where we had millions of pairs in the early 1900s, there was sort of historic um, threats where their their habitat was being um was being destroyed through guano um, uh, excavation, um, which is basically of their feces that people were using for fuel um, and for trade. And so what they used to do is that the penguins used to lay their eggs within, make a little bed within these guano beds, um, and that's where they could incubate their eggs. Um, And Mm. so that habitat has historically been taken away. Um, and then also, of course, um, historically, penguins were hunted for their eggs and for their meat. More recently, we've had more issues where there's been competition for food for pelagic fish species such as sardines and anchovies. And we know that humans do quite enjoy these fish. And so there's, there's a huge um, competition with humans for food, but not only with humans, it's also with um, predators such as seals and other other natural predators um, within the ocean space. Um, and then, of course, climate change is a major issue where the African penguin is experiencing things like um, increased water temperature, which also has an impact on the pelagic species of fish going elsewhere to try and find more favorable um, water temperature conditions. And so the penguins are having to travel much further distances in order to get their food. Um, and then, of course, we also have things like oil pollution, mm. where you have um, uh, ships um, bunkering and transferring fuel offshore, um, and noise pollution also from these big tankers that we see in these big ships that we are using for transport um, and various other things across the ocean. Um, and then, of course, there are also predators that are both um, wild predators, such as seals, as I mentioned, but also we have domestic animals. And so what's happening more recently is that humans are also encroaching on the habitat of the African penguin. And so they have less and less space to be able to have colonies that are healthy colonies where they've got food, they've got space to breed their young and to incubate their eggs in a way that is healthy and can sustain the population. So we're going from what we had with millions of pairs of of African penguin um, uh, pairs, and Mm. and now we're sitting at less than 10,000 pairs um, in South Africa and in colonies such as Boulder's Beach, which is very close to human populations. Um, And so what this means is that we eventually, and very soon, we have a short 12 years that's been predicted, that unless we can create spaces that are healthier for the penguins to be living in the wild, they're going to get to a point where there are so few breeding pairs that they can no longer sustain their own population and have a healthy population where they're not doing inbreeding um, and, and causing 
a point where they just cannot continue their own species for the next generations of humans to be able to see. Mm, that'll be a sad day. But is the government currently doing anything to stop the numbers from declining every, every year, Heather? So, yeah, so we've been very pleased. This, this has been a long, ongoing and very um, sort of complicated situation where there have been talks with the government, with conservationists and with fisheries particularly, so it takes a lot of stakeholders who are involved in trying to protect these spaces, but also trying to protect livelihoods that are reliant on the fish populations in the ocean. And so I think there needs to be an understanding that this is a very complicated situation and one that does not have an easy solution. Of course, from the conservationist point of view and from the African penguins' point of view, and there have been steps taken um, to try and protect some of the areas, the marine areas around the penguin colony populations. Um, and these steps are to have no, some no fishing zones around those colonies um, so that the penguins can forage in spaces close to their own colonies and close to the islands that they're living on, um, and that they can also have access to, to food that is sufficient for their own survival. Um, so there are steps being taken. It's, they're not enough. Um, so because, of course, there are also livelihoods of fishers, and we need to also understand that that's an incredibly important thing that we hold on to as well. And so it's part of that conversation to try and find a consensus that works both for the livelihood of the fishers, but also to, to take steps that are drastic enough to be able to protect the African penguins. So there are legislative protective mechanisms being put in place by government. But unfortunately, because there's such a sort of consensus that we need to come to, it's just not enough. And because we have such a short amount of time, this becomes a major issue. Yeah. Are there any campaigns currently running to create awareness of, of the problem? Absolutely. So um, as of March this year, um, we launched the African Penguin Not On Our Watch campaign or hashtag N-O-O-W. And this campaign is really the first of its kind in that it is bringing together all of the sort of stakeholders and conservationists who have an interest in keeping the African penguin from going into extinction. And so this campaign, it's a really big driving force. It's one that the sort of Persians Aquarium has come behind and really has, has become sort of a place where we are trying to be the voice of the African penguin. Um, it started in March. It launched. There's a website, AfricanPenguins.org, that people can go and have a look at. But really the whole idea of the campaign is to create awareness around the dire situation for the African penguin. And so because... What happens is that we realize that a lot of South Africans don't even know the situations the African penguins are in, and they don't understand that in a short 12 years, by, by 2035, these penguins are going to be extinct. And so these campaigns would first be really about awareness raising. And so we're trying to, like, like you're giving us an, an opportunity now to talk about it, we're trying to get the message out there to people to start caring about the African penguin. The only way people can care about it and start taking action is if they know what the problem is. And so they really can find that information on various social media sites with the hashtag African Penguins or the NOW campaign the other one, and the website. Um, but then the second thing that we're trying to do in this awareness raising space is to then get people to act. And so the first step of that this year, and we've got a long vision for it, is that we are encouraging people on the 14th of October to celebrate African Penguin Awareness Day um, and, and either join big waddles that are happening 
Um, and this is happening together with our partners, and we've got international partners for that. So we have partners in, in the USA, and we also have um, partners in Australia, and they're doing their waddles. Um, and so we will be doing a, a waddle with the Tertians Aquarium, but we also want people, and we're encouraging schools particularly, but otherwise running groups, cycling groups, sports groups, scouts groups, whatever groups that you're a part of, to encourage people to organize their own waddles, or at the very least to to create a space where you have a competition where people dress up like a penguin in black and white. Um, mm. You know, penguins are always seen as the sort of dapper animals of the sea wearing their tuxedos. And so we're thinking that people can dress up in their black and white to create this awareness and maybe have a competition of best dress or something like that. Um, and so then they can also start creating awareness in these spaces. Take lots of photographs, um, put, put your activities out on there. And again, what will happen is, is that you can find information on how to do your own waddle, also on our um, social media sites and on the website, which I'll repeat is AfricanPenguins.org. So those are kind of the two steps that we're trying to encourage people to do. Let's hope that uh, you everybody's wrong and they won't be extinct by 2035 and everybody does their part to, to try and save the, the African penguin. Uh, Heather, 100%. Heather West, Communication Manager at Two Oceans Aquarium, thank you very much for the information and your time. Thank you very okay, much. Okay then, cheers, bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.